everybody, and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 117th episode of the podcast, airing July 19th, 2021. Now, in this fiery installment, I am pleased to present to you my discussion with Akila Moon, who joined me to chat all about Leo season 2021. Now, Akila and I break down this action-packed Leo season that includes two full moons in Aquarius, uh, the Sun and Mercury in their superior Kazemi that triggers the Saturn-Uranus square once again, and a plethora of Jupiter activations as the gas giant retrogrades back into Aquarius. So be sure to examine the Leo Aquarius axis in your chart because it is going to be lit up. Now, we both consider this a defining month to help plan out your future while living in your heart. So let those games begin. Now, a fabulous way to show appreciation for this podcast and my astrological efforts is by making a one-time donation over at Mel's Tip Jar or by booking a personal consultation, uh, which many may like to do at this time when we are at these turning points in our lives. Uh, So all that can be done over at my site at energeticprinciples.com, and I look forward to connecting with you. All right, so who is ready to hear Akila and I emphatically gush all about Leo season? Here we go. Now let's meet our guest. All right, I am so help, so healthy. I'm so healthy. I'm so happy to welcome back to the podcast. We have Akila Moon with us here today. Thanks for joining me again, Akila. Hey, Melissa. Hey, everybody out there. And so if you are, if you're a longtime listener to the podcast, you know that Akila has joined me on a few different occasions. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what have we talked about? We have never done a forecast episode like this one, but, uh, we've had some really good discussions. What do you remember? <laughs> Talk about, um, retrograde planets in the needle chart. That yes. Was one day. Um, I think we talked about the illuminations one time. The two illuminations that we did two videos, I think, on uh, illuminations of full moons. Well, I, I definitely remember the retrograde planet ones. Um, retrograde planets in relationships, was it? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or, or maybe we did a retrograde planets, and then we did a relationship one too. <sighs> anyway, and then we did the Scorpio full moon or something. I think it was a Scorpio first quarter moon or something. Oh, yes. Which we uh, know a little, a thing or two about as having strong Scorpio energy, the both of us. In fact, we just talked about it for an hour about Scorpio energy before we even hit record here today. Um, And maybe that's because there is some Martian themes in the air because we were recording this podcast as Venus and Mars conjunct in the skies in Leo. Um, And I'm so excited. Are you feeling that energy today? Akila, that Venus Mars, what what do you think? I definitely feel it. So just to kind of celebrate the energy, that's why I brought more animal prints, you know, because of the Leo energy in the air. I wanted to exude that for our podcast today. That's oh, I love it. I'm wearing red, uh, red silk, right? Because Venus likes her fabrics nice. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> 
happens to celebrate uh, Venus and Mars coming together and Leo on Mars's day. So that is exciting. Um, so before we get started here, because we are going to be talking about Leo season 2021, which is always bound to bring the fire uh, to the forefront. Um, for those who are not familiar with you, Akila, will you give us a quick background on who you are, where you come from, what you do? Sure. My name is Akila. So you can um, find me on any social media from YouTube to IG. I do podcasts where I talk about delineations. I also talk about astrology. Um, I've been online now for about eight years, I think, doing astrology. And I've been doing, been practicing astrology for the past 19 years. So a very long time. It's been one of my first loves and I just keep living more and more. And I'm just happy to come and share that love with you guys today. That's right. That's right. And you know what? Leo energy, it's all about sharing the love, right? Isn't that, you know, like Leo is just, you you know, when you see Leo energy, because the heart is open, the heart is big. It could be a little over the top because if they love something, they are, they are, they're going to blow that up. <laughs> I guess, literally, figuratively <laughs> speaking. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Leo season because we have so much to get through that we might as well just yes. get right on in there. Uh, so Leo season 2021 is going to start on Thursday, July 22nd, um, where uh, we basically... Um, we basically, some of the highlights of Leo season are going to have two full moons in Aquarius, which is mm-hmm. always interesting, you know, when we get that, I think that that is the blue moon, right? When we have two, two full moons in one month, one calendar month, yes. I guess you could mm-hmm. say, or not one calendar month, sorry, one zodiacal month. Um, and so that is unique. So we basically start Leo season off with a full moon instantaneously. Um, and then we also have the sun and Mercury meeting in their superior Kazemi conjunction, uh, which is going to basically go on and light up the Saturn Uranus square, which Venus and Mars just basically did, uh, last week here, this podcast will air on the 19th, but that was going on for basically the whole first half of July. So think about what Mars was stirring up and then what Venus stirred up and then how maybe the sun and Mercury are going to add to that story which, um, you know, the sun always illuminates something and Mercury loves to transmit that message. So, uh, I think it's going to be a a very eye opening, um, transit, uh, in that regard. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, delineation and the the beginning, I think part of, uh, yes, the beginning part of Leo season that's happening on the 24th, I think the full moon in Aquarius and, um, that happens at the first degree. And I was looking back, definitely checking out the notes also, looking back, looking at whatever was going on last year in December is basically going to be at, at an, an illumination point. And I can definitely uh, de- identify because I'm going through something very similar. Something that happened in December is actually illuminated for me this, uh, this month in July. So I'm seeing how the lunar energy that was all in the dark and you know at first it was it was quiet now in the cancer season it's open it's showing a lot of a lot of light shedding a lot of light on what was happening and it's a legal matter so jupiter and saturn were conjunct during uh the time that 
Saturn passed the first degree of, um, of Aquarius and now it's illumination there and I'm dealing with a legal system. So I definitely see the strong links uh, mm. with the timelines and the patterns for sure. Yeah. I know a lot of you guys are going through the same thing out there. Something that was going on in December is now showing you uh, some illumination this month. I'm pretty sure. Is any, anything with you, Melissa? You know, I because it was such a culminating uh, period that December with eclipses and then obviously the new mm-hmm. cycle of Jupiter and Saturn starting. And mm-hmm. it, it was, and, and it doesn't even have to be like, it could be outside you know, things that happen, but it could also be like internal, uh, in many ways. Cause I mean, for me that Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Aquarius is my fourth house, which is like way down at the bottom. So there's a lot of, you know, kind of personal stuff that goes there, but I totally feel that, um, of, of a lot of stuff that I was going through at that time is now culminating into almost a new strength. Like I'm making peace, uh, with something that was, you know, kind of percolating within, uh, in this new cycle that was beginning within me, because when we think of Jupiter and Saturn meeting, like they did, uh, you know, back in December, I think it was like 20th or 21st, it, this starts like a whole 20 year cycle. So all this is like, you know, it is just budding. There are all these things that percolate underneath the scene and having this full moon basically out the gate on that Thursday, the Thursday of the week, you listen to this podcast. If you listen to it, when it comes out, it is going to um, basically highlight that. So that's the thing. It's like, we're going to have things in the moment that are going to trigger Leo and Aquarius themes, but it can be uh, acute to what we're dealing with, but it can also be very big picture of like a longer cycle that is going to have a lot of time to play out. So I guess let's maybe let's take a second and talk about just in general uh, Leo energy Um, and then Aquarius energy, because we're going to be confronted with the polarity, like instantaneous. So what, what are some things that come to mind when you think of Leo Aquila? Identity and self image, you know, how you see yourself, how you project yourself uh, and how proud you are of yourself too, you know, as an individual Mm. to be you, to be, um, also Leo is very proud about the family dynamic, the, the, like, Leo likes a crowd. Leo likes people to love it, to like it, to pay attention to it, to adore it for just being it, for just being itself. And I find Leo is a very strong heart energy. I feel like because it, it will, I do find strong Leo people love you for you. You know, even with all of their, their me, myself and I energy, Leo, they can really see someone and love the person just for who they are. I do find that more individualistically looking at one person and saying, oh, okay, you're special, you know, (laughs) you're special in your own way. And I'm special, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like that with Leo. That's what I look at. That's why I look at Leo as a whole when I see them, when it's, when it's healthy. (laughs) (laughs) yes because there are you know with every sign there's always the the shadowy aspects or the things that have to get through it and i agree with all those observations with leo um but you know sometimes leo because of its pride you know it can like be too proud too proud or Mm -hmm. or maybe too boastful or too um uh maybe expecting of of other other people too to like cater to, you know, it's a really regal energy, you know, speaking as someone, speaking as someone that was Mercury and Jupiter conjunct in Leo, I think like, 
I think like uh, royalty, basically. I, I remember when I was in um, college, I'd have, uh, I would say some things would come out of my mouth sometimes where I had a friend who was like a double cancer that would be like, did you just say that? Like, that is so like, like the ego, the ego level was so like high and, 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 and almost like just ridiculous that, and I would do that. I would say those things that were very self-aggrandizing, um, just to get a rise out of other people, because I knew they'd be like, Oh my God, you again, like, come on. Um, (laughs) so there is that. Yeah. You want the attention to be grand. You want it to be like a show. It is a show. It's a performing Mm -hmm. energy. And so you're going to find that maybe you and a lot of people out there are uh, on stage. Like there is a performance level that is at this particular time. And I remember when I sold vintage clothing for years online, like my whole tagline was, um, you know, the world's a stage, uh, play, play different roles you know, and this is what we can have fun with during Leo season is because we're getting into that, the fire of the the heart and the creativity that comes along with that fixed, uh, you know, flame energy is that we can really have fun with how we present ourselves, uh, what lights us up, um, where we, you know, how we show our love to other people and most importantly, how we show our love to ourselves and we show up and we feel good in our own skin, our own body, our clothes, wear nice things, put on colors, like, you know, like wear, wear, uh, animal print, like Akilah's wearing today, you know, like the really embody that, that boldness that Leo has. I enjoy Leo energy though. Um, I work with children aside from astrology and I find that the children have the purest um, represent, represent solar representation of Leo because they're, they haven't been inhibited yet. They haven't been really taught everything yet as to how to express themselves a certain way, you know, in terms of social, um, social norms. But I find Leo is, if you don't have Leo, how do you have creation? You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's a creative energy and it can be a destructive energy when not, um, not navigated well. So we all have that, that the creator destroyer energy. And that's, I feel like that's Leo too. Like I can be creative, like children could be the most amazing thing ever and they can destroy everything in your home. Maybe you have to replace furniture, all these different things, but you love them because they're your creations. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. They're, they, they're, an extension of your love. It's it's really more like that. That's how it is. I love yeah. that. Yeah, they can plants behind you. They're your babies. They you they know? are my babies, my plants. <laughs> Well, it's like that your kids can draw you like the most beautiful picture you've ever seen, but it's on your wall and crayon, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's that type of thing. And so, and so exactly. we might all have just a little bit of the inner child come out now too, because mm-hmm. that's the thing is like Leo energy. It, it loves to be youthful and playful and in the heart and, and maybe bask around a little more. There is that lazy Leo energy mm-hmm. that could happen too, mm-hmm. where, I mean, at least here in the northern uh, hemisphere, it's the the dead of summer. It's the stillness of summer with the fixed energy, um, and so we feel the heat. We want to maybe lounge by the pool and do things that that, that we love, um, and kind of just show off a little bit. Uh, and I always, lo- I mean, I love Leo season, maybe because it's at the top of my chart too, as Scorpio rising. It's always when it's always when I get my my accolades, maybe or like some you know 
I advanced somehow in, in the public sphere. Um, so all you Scorpio risings out there, uh, yeah, the Kilo waves. Um, yeah, so that, that's always nice, but that's a personal thing. But that's another thing too, yeah. is like being out there in the public with Leo is like Leo, it, that I th- might've talked about this on the last podcast, actually about the trick of validation when it comes to Leo, because Leo wants to be validated. Um, but, and so it looks for that outside of itself. Like you said, Akila, with the audience, with the Aquarius, it's like, where's my Aquarius audience basically. Um, and that's, you know, and if you don't find that this season, or maybe part of like where that comes from is developing that within your, in yourself. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. That's why Aquarius is such an amazing energy to be the opposition of Leo, which is the objectivity of the identity of the self. And what are you going to do with those talents and skills? Are you just going to keep them to yourself in your little gang? Or are you going to actually like give us something that we can use? You can share something that can enlighten us. And I think Aquarius really puts Leo, gives a mirror to Leo. Like, yes, you are a creator. But can your creations also help others? You know, can you also um, share your light and can you not burn everything with your fire? You know, Prometheus has the whole complex of the Prometheus is really the Aquarian, you know, myth. So when you think about it, he gave like fire to the to humans. But, you know, fire, fire is one representation of, of light, you know, so it's like I feel like too. When if you're Leo, you're fire. When you're Aquarius, you're like lightning. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but lightning is still very bright at night. And people forget that. Lightning is the brightest thing that can hit you at night outside of the, 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 the moon's energy, mm-hmm. that's the reflection. So I think Aquarius is, is like, again, that objectivity that strikes. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you thought you were special? <laughs> you know how what 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 have you done for for, for us for, for and I, and I think this is why a lot of people Aquarius can be the outsider energy too because um it is special and genius in its own way and so is Leo you know what I mean and I just feel like the the two of them are working in just different ways of being special if that makes any sense yeah absolutely yeah yeah but yeah. they're their own, uh, they're their own light, if that makes, in their own uh, way, they're their own light. Aquarius, the electricity light, Leo is the solar light. So uh, that's why Aquarius is advanced, because when the sun is not there, the, the only thing that gives you light is the electricity, you know, at night. Aquarius lights, you can read a book. I mean, yeah, there were candles, fires that were burned a long time ago, candles so that you can see at night. But now... There's solar power energy. So now we're using Aquarian energy to use solar energy to then be able to fuel you. It, it just, I just feel like when I look at Leo Aquarius, I'm fascinated. I, I meet Leo Aquarian people and I meet anyone with Aquarian Leo energy. I mean, my partner is a Mars of people. Uh, I love just his expression sometimes. I just love watching just him, you know, and it, I think they're Aquarian because he has a... a a moon in Aquarius, uh, a moon in uh, Mars and Leo, but a moon in Aquarius. So he's very much like self-objective, but then very Leonian. Self-objective, but then very. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, and he's an actor. He's an actor, so he's found something mm-hmm. to use his Leonian talent to give to the world. Okay, I, I'm a working actor. I'm not just going to say I'm special because I can act. 
I'm going to make it into my craft so I can share share that to the world. So that's a way that you can use Leonian energy too, especially with Saturn in Aquarius right now and Jupiter moving back into Aquarius yeah. too. So I feel like everyone, even everyone in love right now is probably going through something because Saturn is in Aquarius. Uh, if you're not with someone, you want to be serious about someone. And if you, it's like right now, I feel like every heart energy is getting like that, that Aquarian Saturn pull, like, oh, it was just a fling you were having. Not anymore. <laughs> this is going to be serious. You know, and COVID even brought that on, making people that were not really probably thinking about long term. I feel like that's even brought in that, that energy with Saturn and Aquarius, because like, again, Aquarius is like the social energy, right? Uh, that kind of lets the children know, okay, what I can and cannot do in society. Just like Aquarian is also that 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 social energy that when you're in a relationship, it tells you what you can and cannot do when you're in that relationship. So I feel like a lot of people in their relationships are learning about restrictions, maybe even learning their partner differently with all this energy of Leo Aquarius. And I feel like there's a lot of differentness going on in relationships, mm. like maybe people are realizing how different their partner is or how the same or maybe people want to be with the same type of partner or, or a different type of partner, but Maybe with the energy going on, they've been with this person for so long, they don't know if they should leave, or maybe someone wants to be uh, come out of the closet, but they're living with their family, but they can't. There's all these things that can be, uh, I feel like, also too with that Saturn on a square, there's all these things that can be manifesting in the way, because your so solar energy is very important to live from your solar energy, too, because that's how you feed it yourself. So that's yeah. the real, you know what I mean? So. I do think that there will be a lot of families formed with all of this. And now that the sun is going to be in Leo, highlighting all of this energy. I would be shocked if, if not people were either not, if not looking at their relationships romantically, but looking at their family and then looking at how their romantic relationships have dictated a lot of maybe what goes on with their family or how their family has dictated a lot of what goes on with their romantic relationship or how you don't have any family and you want a family and your relationship gives you that or your friendships give you that, you know, it's, I feel like all of that, your dogs and your cats, you know, animals <laughs> because, because of the Leonian nature, you know, a lot of people too, when you want to, to feel heard by maybe someone that doesn't even have to respond, that can just mm. be there to listen. And that's yeah. where you're part. It's yeah. very important, you know? So, yeah. Well, you speaking about all that though, you know, where it brings me to is just the idea of the, the heart Leo, uh, needing to find where it belongs. And, you know, that's a very strong energy of Aquarius is belonging. Like who, where do I belong in society? Where do I belong in this world? Where do I belong living? Where do, who do I belong building a life with, uh, what pet do I belong, you know, like, uh, taking care of and giving my energy. And so there is this sense, uh, who, who do I belong, uh, having, uh, being friends with and developing community and networking with, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is going to be the polarity that is raised, especially as all those questions, those big Aquarius questions were asked with Jupiter and Saturn meeting last December. And then we have a full moon basically kicking off a Saturnian ruled full moon, just as you were saying, like the Saturnian elements that are coming in to be highlighted and celebrated, released, apexed, you know, all the things that a full moon does. And we're going to get two tests of that. So it almost makes me wonder, Akila, if 
the full moon on uh, the 23rd on Thursday at the one degree is going to be um, the introduction of what Saturn is asking. And then we have the follow-up full moon on the 29th degree on Sunday, August 22nd, which is going to be like the critical degree of like, what have you learned from Saturn? What, where are these commitments? Like there's a strong commitment. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like just, and, and it's, it's yeah, just our commitment to where we are in the world and where our heart is, is drawing us towards that. And it's sandwiched with a new moon in Leo at 16 degrees on Sunday, mm-hmm. August 8th. So there is, I don't know, there's this strong, like coming into our own and where that belongs in the world this Mm -hmm. next 30 days, it seems like. (laughs) Well, I definitely agree with you. I like, I definitely agree with you, Melissa. Like, I think the full moon is the intro to last year. It's not really the, uh, it's more like you're looking at from now, from last year, December to now, what you weren't happy with or what you were happy with around that time, did you make a change? Did you do something? That's the first full moon. Now, the full moon that's going to be coming in in August on the 22nd, which is at the 29th degree, which is the critical degree. It's critical, which is which means it's crucial to, to you and what you're doing, and it's going to affect you. And it may be an overflowing of something now to the point where if you didn't realize it, then you're going to realize it, it now. now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I do think that um, if you're conscious and you're aware, I think we know. And if you know your chart, I can say that too, because your chart can also bring you into consciousness. Your chart can also help you realize where you are. Right. So it's like you realize those areas that are being triggered by this energy. You kind of know where this focus is going to be. I feel um, for you and me, we are Scorpio risings. Um, so for me, my fourth house is Aquarius. And uh, my guessing is that yours as well. Yes. Yeah, so we're both going through that in our fourth house. Uh, I just moved. I've moved two times in the past. Uh, uh, three, two times. Yeah, two different times I've moved in the past six since this from December to now. This oh. is my last, my last move until... I want to purchase a property. Now, this is something that I've told myself. That was the goal. Okay, we're going to move and then we're going to sit still until we can own a property, until we can purchase something of our own. This is my goal. And it's happening in the cancer season. You know what I'm saying? Everyone had something. I'm telling you, if anyone, if you really think about it, you go back and gosh, you go back to December, something was going on that you wanted. It probably wasn't the time to get it yet. <laughs> was it the time? Nope. And now I feel like Cancer and Leo, okay, because we're living from the heart with Leo, right? So it's like when Leo, if I love you, I'm going to show you I love you. If I don't, I'm like a little kid, I'm going to run from you. I don't want to spend time with you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to do any of that. You'll see it. It's very obvious to tell if a little kid likes you or not. If you really just look at what's going on around you, you'll know. You'll know what you want to do or you don't want to do just by your feeling nature, your heart nature. Your heart is not into it. You're going to see, oh, I don't think I want this anymore. And that mm. full moon at the 29th degree is going to show you if you do or if you don't. Now, I feel like a lot of people can look at uh, Leo like, oh, they're an actor, they're this. But Leo is the only fixed fire sign that people always freaking seem to forget. So when Leo is committed to something, it is going to stay there. It is going to hunt with you. It is going to 
cry with you. It might be petty and this and that. Yes, they have, everybody has like their way, but Leo's fixed fire. It's fixed fire. It's gonna, it's gonna be consistent with you. And, and Aquarius is fixed air. So we have fixed ideas and then we have fixed identity, fixed creativity, fixed everything that we probably just need to shake up because of all. And then if we weren't having the Saturn Uranus square while Jupiter was in Aquarius, while, you, while Saturn is in Aquarius, what, what's going on? You know what I mean? I, I don't, if we're not changing, something's wrong. If you're not involved, if your life right now is not showing you anything changing, Maybe you're just happy. You're, you are always just a happy person. And, but if you're going through something, you're with us right now. If you yeah. are going through major changes and you don't, even if I don't even know where to put my paw right now, I'm like, okay, you know what? Go with the flow of change because we're going to have energy going into Virgo soon, you know, um, opposing all that, uh, you know, Neptune and Pisces. So we've been lying to ourselves about something too that's going to come out in the open more. And I also feel like if we've been dreaming about something, people look at Neptune, I don't know, like I'm, I guess I'm different because I have Neptune conjunct my Saturn, conjunct Uranus in my natal chart. So I've always been one of those natives that believe that when Neptune touches you, it actually can give you what you want to. Miracles. Yes, I do believe that. So I feel the Mercury energy coming into Virgo, the sun and everything, everything else, excuse me, while we're in Leo, this energy will be going into Virgo. So I feel like you can have what you want if you work for it. If you have your dream and it's going to be opposing Mercury while it's opposing uh, Neptune, while it's transiting Virgo, Virgo, Mercury and Virgo will give you, I feel like a, a more materialistic, more critical view of the thing you want so you can get it. Or you can fine tune it, or you can regulate it. And then when the sun moves into that energy, boom, it activates that energy even more for you. That's how I'm looking at these transits. I always look at them as activators. Activators. Yeah. Well, and it's such an interesting thing bringing up. I mean, we think about Mercury and Virgo, and you're like, what? Because I mean, the, the whole season starts off with Mercury and Cancer, but Mercury is moving so fast. Mm-hmm. That it basically wraps mm-hmm. up cancer. It mm-hmm. goes into Leo. It mm-hmm. makes it into Virgo. <laughs> All you know. Yeah. So, so the mind and the thought processing. And when you think about fixed air, and you were just talking about Aquarius and these full moons, because what you mm-hmm. were like listening to your talk, all I could think about was how the heart, the sun, Leo, is going to know. The, the mm-hmm. moon and the, you know, in Aquarius and all the Aquarius energy and Saturn there and Jupiter moving mm-hmm. back in there is like, that's, you know, it's sometimes there is just a deep knowing that is within the very center of your being about how you are to proceed or evolve. And like, and a lot of times those deep knowings are not something that it's comforting in a way where you're like, oh, I'm comforted in knowing this. But what I'm knowing is also challenging me in some way because, you know, you wouldn't be getting that hit that you would need that comfort if you weren't working through some sort of evolutionary process or mm-hmm. uh, uncertainty or some sort of like step, you know, kind of like, situation right. that you have to get through. And, and, you know, we're having these full moons, uh, and it's a, like you said, it's a fixed season to begin with and fixed energy. Mm-hmm. It does not change, uh, but it does change because we are in Saturn Uranus square territory. Mm-hmm. So whatever mm-hmm. is changing, just like you said, Akila, are like, are, are big changes. And so if you're with us and you're evolving and you're being 
challenged by like big moves on all levels, internally, externally, like you are not alone. I see it every Mm -hmm. day in my, you know, Instagram feed, talking Mm -hmm. with clients, um, Mm -hmm. you know, talking with a Kiwa before we even got on here, like it, big changes are underway. And, um, the season is part of getting us really in tune with that. So let's talk about more about Mercury because basically after that full moon, um, Mercury's doing some things after that full moon on the 23rd. So basically Mm -hmm. through, uh, Friday, the 24th until Tuesday, the 27th, Mercury's still in cancer, still in that watery, you know, subjective emotional zone. Uh, and it's going to try Neptune is going to oppose Pluto, which are such interesting. Try Neptune, oppose Pluto. That's got something. And then ingress mm-hmm. into Leo and take and then start to chase the sun even more. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you, Akila, I'm curious to pick your brain about the idea of these planets and especially Mercury trining Neptune, but then opposing Pluto because those energies, you know what I mean? They're like, one's mm-hmm. like, let's look at it like this. And the other one's like, I'm going to awaken you to some deep truths, <laughs> you know, with the Pluto. That, that's what I feel. I feel like that's what it's, it's not really, I think uh, the soul knows. I think uh, Pluto, the sun, um, excuse me, Mercury opposing Pluto. I have Pluto conject Mercury in my chart. So um, if you really listen to the whispers, you know, you know, like, I think what Pluto is going to do is just show you the, the thing. Like, to me, when I think about Pluto, I think about something hidden, something underneath. But it's still inside of you. It's just, it just hasn't been, just hasn't been uh, expressed, understood, uh, or maybe the right transit hasn't come along yet. And I feel like when Mercury is always opposite Pluto, you're looking at power struggles in, 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 in a certain way. But I can also, I also feel like it can be a psychological power struggle to the point where it's coming from the past and not even the present, you know, mm. because yes, I do. Because I think, I think cancer is um, nostalgic. That yeah. cancer is, it's so many uh, past energy with cancer. It's a, it's a traditional energy at the same time. I mean, but, I think what's happening is we're, we're, we might be challenging the way that we were nurtured maybe from youth and then looking at the way that life is now because uh, Pluto is in Capricorn and that's the whole government is what's going on right now around the whole world. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, we can't even name all of them because so much government uh, is, changes are happening. I think people are looking at their homes differently. They're looking at their family differently. What is family? What is home? I think people are even looking at their bodies differently. I'm going to say that. And, and what their bodies mean to them, the vessel that they came into, are they comfortable with it? Do they, you know, because I'm seeing a lot of plastic surgery, a lot of things that are being done. Um, there's also a lot of things happening with, with health in the body, which is why I feel like Neptune can be a part of it too. Mm-hmm. Neptune deals with so many different types of pharmaceuticals, so many different types of uh, homeopathic uh, uh, drugs or remedies that can work for people now to deal with uh, probably issues coming up from past. I feel like a lot of people maybe may use, you know, may use uh, substances uh, yeah, to, uh... to help them, to help them. And, and that can even be anything from massages, getting, uh, you know, if you 
for me, it's more if, if you know the energy is approaching and you know if you're conscious enough to understand what is triggering you, you can use the energy. Neptune is music. You can use music therapy. You can use ways of channeling cancer is also very big on, um, you know, uh, wearing a shell, having a shell. So Leo, right, is it's all about the actor you know, will act your way to what you want to be, become, you know, channeling kind of more of that. Oh, what do I want to be? I want to be this. Oh, but this is stopping me. And the Neptune is there kind of like, yeah, but you can, but this universe is infinite. You know, it, it's more, it's more about challenging your. I feel like this is more about challenging you. Okay. What do you want? And then Pluto, Pluto don't play. Pluto don't play. I saw this uh, YouTube, <laughs> I saw this YouTube video. And this astrologer was talking about Pluto and I don't know her name, but she's amazing. She's an EA astrologer. And she goes, Pluto, there's no pussy footing around with Pluto. I love that when she said that she goes, Pluto's not pussy footing around with. Okay. It's either black or white with Pluto. And with Neptune, it's like, but it's everything. We're everything. So I think after seeing maybe, maybe things being made more conscious, not really about, yes, it could be in relationships, but it can also be in how you maybe got in the way of yourself in relationships due to past, you know, ideas or things or whatever your, your, your vibrational energy took into, to, you know, took in and just never really got a chance to really put out. I think that that's something that could be a part of it. But I also feel like it's going to be a big challenge to, to be yourself, you know, because but who are you now? Right. Like, you know, with all these changes going on too, I think that that's a, and maybe because of COVID too, I feel like the internet has really helped a lot of people connect, um, in a, in a way that COVID didn't really allow us to before. So I also feel people are forgetting we're coming out of this whole transition of just quarantining. So it's like, um, it's also made people reflect on, on their needs, right. Their stomach, what makes their, what makes their stomach happy, you know? And, that could be something else that we're looking at food. We could be looking at children. We could be looking at family. Again, so many falls, so many things. So many things. Yeah. And, and I'm saying all this because I know there's so many people that are listening and I don't want to, I don't like to put things in a small box with the transits. For me, it's more about look at your reality and you'll see, you'll see it. You'll see it. What is, what is kind of tick, 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 tick. And actually, you know, there's something telling you what they what it wants from you. And it's so scary because you've never done it before. You don't know how to do it or you've never had that job or you never had that opportunity or talk to this person. Or maybe you're trying to start a family, buy a house, start a business, travel to another place. There's so many things I can put into this like box, well, this, <laughs> this subject. Uh, and I think that it's just about really, okay get over your fears, you know? And then when we move into Virgo, where when Mercury moves from cancer, it's going from cancer and it's going to go from Leo straight into Virgo. I feel like all that energy, like, wow, Mercury's moving so quick. It's in, it's in Virgo within a matter of what, two weeks? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it goes pretty fast. It's under three weeks. It gets to, uh, when does it get to Virgo? Um, on the, uh, August 11th. So it okay. is, you know, like it is flying through there. It's under three weeks. Um, I believe. Well, but exactly what I mean, as it goes, like as soon as, uh, Mercury finishes going into your, you know, into your, your deep, you know, cancer energy, it's going straight into Leo, which is the heart center. So exactly. Yeah. 
It's like right after we finish with this, oh, what do you really want? What's going on? It goes straight into Leo. And Leo doesn't have time for that. Leo's just going to be like, no, I want this. I know what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it goes into Virgo. Let's work for it. <laughs> work for, yeah. Then how do we actually man- use the magician uh, energy that Mercury is and make something exactly. manifest? Um, exactly. and, and I, I, I love all those assessments and you're totally right, Akila, because it's like, everybody has these different lives, but we can mm-hmm. have these underlying factors that can play out in all mm-hmm. these different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, like having the trying to Neptune, like everything, you know, you, like you were just saying earlier about Neptune, really putting us in touch with like, uh, like things like the soul wants in these miracle situations and, and looking at life, uh, you know, cause Mercury is a perceptive process. This is, you know, what we're communicating, what, how we are translating things in our thoughts and our minds, you know, what, how we're writing, you know, like in the stories that we tell, like what we write, how, what we speak, you know, this is like, that, that is just magic literally coming out of your mind or your mouth and coming out of your hands that help to create reality. And so we may be in this very dreamy scape of what the soul actually wants. And we're entertaining that in our heads. And it could be a little rose colored glasses. Sure. There could be a lot of idealism thrown into that. Absolutely. Um, but that's probably going to get sourced out with the opposition to Pluto. Cause Pluto, like exactly. you said, does not pussyfoot around Pluto. Don't play. Pluto's like, okay, well, this is actually, you know, especially in Capricorn, this is the reality of this. And and maybe you do want that dream. Maybe you do see that ideal. Maybe your heart is calling to this miracle that wants to be made. But the reality is, is that there are real real world considerations um, and pivots, you know, because these are cardinal signs. These are activating signs. These are new start beginning signs that are, that are like, okay, well you want this. Like, well, what, what has to change? What very deep level of like, uh, like emotionally and like physically, what needs to change? And I love how you brought up the idea of maybe being fearful about starting something that you've never been before, or, you know, because that's the truth. Like these are starting energies, uh, Mm -hmm. Capricorn starting something that is like something real world that has never been. And that can be scary to start build Mm -hmm. a new foundation. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I have a feeling there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some hard talks that happen. Like this is the time that if you need to like share how you're feeling and like what's emotionally going down or what you want to manifest or how this is changing, uh, like secrets may be revealed. Cause you're like, I didn't know you were thinking about this because this is the opposition. So other people are involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be just romantic. It could be business. Mm-hmm. It could be all these different things, or it could even be like a legal situation where, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking to a judge and like, what have you, but mm-hmm. something's going to come out. That's like, all right, well, when you hear Pluto speak, it's, it's called transforming, transformative and changing because it is like something is revealed to be purified and there's really no going back from that. And that can be scary. That can, you know, as I say with Pluto, the only way out is through. Um, and so (laughs) chances are, is that something is going to arrive around, uh, you know, like the 25th around Sunday, give or take those days. Um, and it's that it, it sets a precedent, I guess is what I'm saying. And I love how you, how you pointed out how Mercury just moves into Leo. And then it's like, okay, well, the heart is speaking. Now we know Pluto has said what it needs to say. We've had that conversation, you know, we're not like, we're still aligned with the soul, but we're also have a foot in reality now. Yeah. 
even if a bubble was popped, because a bubble may be popped, <laughs> but in a good way. It goes through Leo so quick that it squares Uranus, but, but for a second before it moves on again. You know what I mean? So like- Just zaps you. It's like, Doop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get that electricity again to keep moving. Don't forget, like, come on, I'm going to give you more. Again, I feel- I feel we give a lot of energy outside of ourselves. We give a lot of power outside of ourselves. These planets are really trying to work for you to teach you something. You know, um, something happened to me that made me see something very different. Uh, I was busy doing a lot of paperwork because I have to go to court. But I remember I wanted to put a lot of this energy into writing my forecast for astrology. But I don't know, there was so much stuff going on that I just ended up doing all, putting all that energy into the paperwork for lawyers and all that. And I was literally walking the other day and I realized, well, do you want to know why your energy has been used to regulate paperwork for a law office instead of regulating papers, regulating your forecast? It's because you put so much energy into it and you don't even love it. You don't even care about what's going on, but you wanted to get it so right. You wanted to get it so meticulous that you gave so much energy to this thing you don't even love. Now it's like, I'm going to court and I don't even care. I'm actually, I care more about my astrology than I do. And I'm realizing I put so much energy in the thing I didn't love doing what I love, which is analyzing, strategizing, looking at things like, you know, I would use that energy more for astrology. I'm using this as a, as a, as an, as a, like a metaphor for anyone that's going through something where you realize that you put a lot of your energy into something that you didn't even really care for. And then mm-hmm. you didn't realize it until like now, or you realize that you haven't been putting your energy into the thing you really care for. And you're like, that's where my focus should be, not here, <laughs> like not on this. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with Taurian values, you know, what are your, what are your Taurian values? What makes you feel valuable is what's really going to answer the question for anyone listening right now. You really want to know just what do you spend your money on without even thinking about it? What is it? What is it that you, if you have to think twice about something, it's probably not really what you want. If you, if you can think to yourself, if there's a person, a place, a thing you want to do, and if I, I could ask you that question, you can answer right away. Then, you know, you know, but if you if you need time to think, you know, these transits come along for things like this too, where you can think and be like, okay, I put a lot of energy into this. So I really want this. So I really, really mm. want this. You know what I mean? So uh, I feel like the, the full moon happening at the first degree of Aquarius is that wake up call. What are your dreams, your hopes and wishes? That's what Aquarius is all about. You know, and anywhere you have Aquarius energy in your chart, anywhere Uranus is, your whatever Uranian aspects in your chart is being made, whatever progressions to Aquarius or Leo, anything in the anything that's happening, even progressions, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel it. <laughs> okay. Anybody that is going through that, especially Aries people right now, too. I know that's a strong because Mars is really being triggered through all of this with Venus and oh, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. So it's like if I, I, if I ask you that one question again, you have to think about it. You probably don't want it. You know what I mean? Like if, or maybe you have a Mercury retrograde and you do have to think about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's just your process. Yeah, maybe, 
But how many times, but how many times do you go back and think about it too? Because there is a thing where it's like, if you keep coming back here and, you know, uh, but I love what you're saying about, um, bringing back to the, the value of things. And I love to talk about this all the time. And I think that this is a very Taurus activation. This is Uranus activating Mm -hmm. that because, um, even though it'll be a, a little time before, um, Mercury and the sun square, you know, uh, Uranus and Saturn, what I was resonating with as you were talking about that and just already having been through that, that square and that transit with Mercury and Venus, or sorry, Venus and Mars earlier in July is that, yeah, values are so important, but, and at the end of the day, you're like, what do you spend your money on? But you know what? Time is money. Time mm-hmm. is the ultimate money. And mm-hmm. this is what Saturn reminds us of. And this is, this could be a uh, middle-aged Mel sharing <laughs> her own, you know, like you know, questions <laughs> she's been going through. Um, but like, we want to spend our time with the things that we value most because, mm-hmm. it, you know, time is the ultimate commodity. Time is the one thing that you just cannot get back. It keeps moving forward, even though, you know, we have our ideas of uh, timelines and things, and those can be a reality. But part of like earth-based reality is the fact that time moves forward in a seemingly linear fashion and how much we are putting our heart and our soul and our like, just, you know, every essence of our being and it's and what it values into those hours of the day is very telling about how rich our lives will actually be. So if you feel like your life is passing you by or you're trying to kill time or, you know, because you're trying to get to this thing that's in the future, because that's a very Aquarius thing too. We're like, I see this thing in the future, but Leo is like, uh, and fire is like, well, what about now? Are, are you, are you holding off your happiness to this distance that is like may or may not ever manifest itself? And if you are, how do you translate that so that your joy is in this moment and you you live in the power of, of now and the only point of, you know, existence that you can manipulate uh-huh. and be the magician of? And so, yeah. yes, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what, time is precious, people. Time, it, it, my, I remember my mom would say when I was young, I got all excited to think about my 10th birthday. I had two digits behind me. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's like, you might think time is slow now. You know, you've been waiting to get this part. But t- let me tell you, as you get older, it just flies by. And I remember thinking, I was like, ah. I was like, part of me, I was like, no, it doesn't. And another part of me got scared. I was like, oh, maybe it does. Yes. Um, but it does. It does. Because mm-hmm. life takes you over responsibilities, uh, you know, decisions, work, you know, just reality. And, uh, that's the beauty of Leo season and having all these activations. And especially once Mercury moves in there and it, you know, like to really solidify our minds in this place is that, you know, like come back to this moment, come back to your heart. Where's the time spent? Is it, is it spent valued in the right place with the right people making the right decisions? setting up the right future for you and who you are today and how that's changed because we're all changing. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of words, but yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love love, um, what you said. Um, Money is time and time is the real, it's the real sand. um, You know, that the clock, the thing that you turn around, is it called the hourglass? hourglass? Yeah, that's the real, that's it's time. Um, and I think this is what a lot of people are asking themselves too, because, you know, uh, like I said, money is time. So it's like, we're looking at also to what are we, what are we doing to make money? 
you know, um, is our creativity being used properly by us or is it being used for someone else to create their reality? Yeah. And are we even um, passionate about it? Like, you know, like Leo is ooh. big passion. Am I passionate mm-hmm. about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely, I'm always open to the trends and what they're going to, they're going to allow me to see about myself more. That's really what I feel they're about. Like they open a gateway for me to see more about, oh, I, I didn't know that about myself. <laughs> well, I didn't know this about myself. And every time I do an astrology session, uh, it's the same thing. I learn something new about another soul that just is as resilient or just learning as in different formats and ways about life about themselves as well you know it's a beautiful yeah. experience to be going through this and this is also you know what i was thinking about i was thinking about when the nodes were in leo and aquarius and i think if i'm not mistaken that was in uh the 2018 i think it's yeah if you can if i think for some reason, because we're in cancer season, you can also think back what was going on in those time frames. You know, you kind of, you can kind of figure out too what's highlighting now. There was something also too that uh, the nodes were activating around the time that they were in. Yeah, 2017 to 2018. Yeah, 2017, yeah. 2018. I can be honest with you. In 20, I think I met you in 2018, did I not? Mm-hmm. And we have been like, you know, we link and we're like, it's a connection that happened in terms of friendships because of the the commonality that we shared, our love for astrology, which has now even brought it to here where we're, where we're interviewing and talking to each other. Uh, and that has become its own, like, you know, community and family that you've developed with all these different astrologers as well. So I look at like, what have you started? What did you start, you know, or what started in 2017 and 18, or what did you want to start at that time? And you're, you're noticing that Saturn is also coming in and trying to stabilize all that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I wanted, I definitely wanted to link and meet other astrologers. And then boom, that happened in 2017 or 18 when I met you, 2018. 2018. And that's when I started this podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, that's when I went to the UAC and met some, I was, I think the astrologer Nadia Shaw, that I was watching that advertised UAC and going to the astrology uh, conference. But I ended up meeting uh, my friend, which ended up me linking me to you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I really do think that, you know, uh, just like we have our nodal, fa- our phases, it's like right now Saturn is about to be at a phase with the South Node and the True Nodes to me. Like, what is the what is the phasal the relationship that happened then starting to kind of like move a little bit? That's how I look at it. So if you can look back, if you remember anyone, what was happening to you around that time, you're going to see a really big culmination of it now because Saturn is so that's one big thing that i can definitely point out there and if you think if you're conscious enough and you can think back it definitely will show you some uh some fruit i feel some mm. fruit some yeah. fruit has ripened and uh yeah. I, yeah, I love that well i also love what you were saying earlier about um really listening to the transits because i think you're mm-hmm. really on to something with that and, and talking about uh, just Aquarius energy, and we were touching on the the evolution of um, you know what we know about ourselves. And mm-hmm. as you were describing that to me, uh, I just imagined us as very Leo esque as uh, we are these we are the gift, right? We're all gifts, 
And it's almost like as we go through these transits, as we see ourselves reflected in other people, whether that's in consultation, relationship, a stranger on the street, what have you, it's like a piece of wrapping paper gets like, you know, ripped off every time. And we don't know fully what the gift is. That's the, that's the thing about life is like, we live life to hopefully find out what that gift was like towards the end of it, you know, on our last day, but each day and each time we come along in this, this learning about ourselves process, it's like we get a little bit ripped off and maybe we're able to shake the gift or we can hear what's inside of it, or maybe mm-hmm. smell it and we get a, you know, um, but it's just this unraveling that is very slow, uh, but also a mystery that is very juicy because you're never going to fully solve who you are. So never get no. too sure about that. That's the thing mm-hmm. too, is like leave space for that trans for the transits to come through. And cause the, you know, like I, we were talking about this before we got on, I was saying things and I was like, I would never say that I would never want mm-hmm. that. But now mm-hmm. I do now because I've ripped off enough paper to be like, Oh wait, that is part of my mm-hmm. blueprint. <laughs> that is part of something that I'm interested um, in. And so I just really resonated with what you were saying there and wanted to share that, share that piece. Um, but it, okay. So basically this is actually a good segue into the next thing that happens. And <clears throat> I think we can play upon this is that after we just talked about Mercury doing all its things, moving into Leo, getting that Leo mindset, et cetera. Well, Jupiter is going to retrograde back into Aquarius. It's going to leave Pisces. We got our taste of mutable water energy and a lot, and it was a lot for a lot of us. It left Saturn to do its bidding on its own in Aquarius. And you're like, Jupiter, I need you back in there to soften the blow. Um, but basically Jupiter is going to move back into Aquarius on July 28th, which is Wednesday. Um, and then is basically going to have Mars immediately oppose it from Leo at, at the 29th degree which keep in mind, this is going to be the upcoming full moon opposition. That's going to be August 22nd. So there's something about the 28th and 29th as Jupiter goes into Aquarius, Mars opposes it. And then Mars moves into Virgo. That is, that is a very telling moment. When we think about Jupiter being our progress and moving us forward, it's internalized with the retrograde motion. It's going back to do unfinished business in Aquarius and Mars. It's not like, oh, hello. I just went through a whole Leo transit in my heart. This is the last moment of that. And now I'm faced with the fence of, uh, you know, progress. And so what do you think about bringing back that Leo Aquarius energy, introducing Mars, Jupiter, and then even Mars moving into Virgo after that, because that's going to be a whole different theme. So have at it. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I think the Mars and Leo uh, and then short opposing Jupiter in um, Aquarius, because I feel Jupiter is um, at the higher mind, right? And Mars is our action. It's kind of like where we... Um, we focus our attention, our physical attention, our sexual attention, our immediate attention goes wherever Mars is in your chart. <clears throat> that that wherever house that is, that's the house you put a lot of physical energy in. A lot of your energy goes into that house. So I feel that Mars with uh, Jupiter retrograding at the 29th degree of Aquarius, which has to do with what are your hopes, wishes, and dreams, you know, opposing this energy Mars. I think it's going to be asking the same questions again to Mars. Like, okay, so now we're, we're, we're we've seen everything. We're going through everything. What is it that uh, we can, how can we move differently? 
How can we like uh, move to, in a ma- in a manner that can that can be steps towards goals? Mm. You know, I feel also uh, Mars is a masculine energy uh, in itself. No matter what you identify with, Mars represents men, the genitals of a man. You know, so um, I find that Mars wakes up every day. If you if you sleep with a man next to you, <laughs> <laughs> you are a man. I know where you're going with this. If you're one of those, <laughs> and let's say the blood is pumping right through his body and everything, you know, I want to say that too. There's no health factors and things like that. He wakes up with a boner every day. Or if he sleeps, a lot of blood rushes to that area because that is, it's kind of like as the body sleeps, it relaxes for the man. And he just like, all that blood is able to get circulated into the creative energy field of mm. his of his penis, you know? I feel it's it's focused intention on the goal. Yeah. But this time of a, of a reflection, like I'm not just going to move now. I'm going to, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to focus on it. And then I'm going right. And then Mars goes straight into Virgo. It goes straight into Virgo after that. So it's like, not only am I, do you understand me? It's like, it goes straight to work. It's like, okay. Mm, I like that. Yeah. This is what I see when I see, I mean, if it, if it was moving a little slower, because now it's. Mars has been going through it, okay? Mars, and I know because I'm Mars ruled. I'm a moon in the Aries, Mars in Aries. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel the people out there. I, I, I swear I feel for men a lot too because I feel masculine energy very strong. But I also am Venetian ruled Venus and Libra. So it's like I'm always, I'm always in the middle there. Mars has just gone through a retrogration last year. As it was finishing its post-shadow, it, it literally, this is when Saturn... And you and Jupiter met at the at the beginning of Aquarius. Think about all that too. Mars was in post shadow, which is weak for Mars. It's like just leaving a battlefield after oh, oh, the war. Oh, oh, I got, <laughs> I made alive. Oh, you know, and as Mars <laughs> leaving the battle, Jupiter and Saturn meet in Aquarius at one degree, and right after there's a full moon at one degrees where Mars was weak as fuck a couple of fucking months ago. It's got more power in Leo now. I feel it has more power in Leo because in Aquarius, and when Mars was at the end of, uh, was in its post-shadow leaving Aries, oh my God, it was tough. Because Aries is just going to go for it. Where Leo is fixed fire. It's going to focus a little bit. So I'm just going to, like Mars, just go. Leo is going to be like, okay, I'm royalty. <laughs> I know what I want. I'm going to study it. I'm going to focus on it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to do. And I feel like that's what's going to go on with Mars now, because, you know, when when, uh, Jupiter was last in Aquarius, when Mars was in the fire sign was last year, December, we're going to go back to last year at the end of the year again. You tried something last year, didn't work the way you wanted it to. Right. Something was going down. Maybe COVID stopped it. Who knows? Now Mars is in Leo. It's more focused. It's more fixed. It's the car, car, Aries is a cardinal sign, so we'll try so many different things, you know. Whereas Mars and Leo is like, no, I want this. I see the Jupiter. I see the dream. I see what I want. Let me focus my energy differently now. Now, as I'm moving, Mars moves into air, uh, uh, to Virgo. Now, let me be the craftsman. Let me be that person that knows how to now use alchemy to get what I want. I, I see the vision. I see the dream as a fire sign. Now let me use the ground I'm on. Let me use the physical world now to manifest Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like maybe that's what Mars wanted to do in December, but it couldn't do it 
because it wasn't the time yet. You know what I mean? This yeah. is what I see. You know, because if you really think about it, Mars was weak last year, which means that masculine energy was weak last year in December, which means anything, if you were with someone that's Martian rule, if you have a, if you sleep with a penis next to you, if you have a penis in your life, or if you have strong Martian energy as a female or your Martian, uh, fixed, you know, that's the energy that rules you more, probably wanted to do something last year. You can do it. Something was stopping it. your energy field, something. And now that Mars is in Leo, you get a rewind of it, but you're not going to move yet, eh? Because Jupiter is is retrograding. I mean, again, everybody's chart is different. So some people have retrograde planets, and this might be so helpful to them to their to their retrograde planets as Jupiter is retrograding, looking at Mars. Because these people with retrograde Mercury's, retrograde Venus's, retrograde Mars's can strategize better. And these people with the direct planets can think about the blue nana that they did better and do it better the second or third time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, this is how I look at it when retrograde energies are being like opposite, uh, opposed or aspect by transits. I look at, I always think to myself, damn, these lucky retrograde people, they're going to, they're going to get a better outlet, a better outcome from this than people direct, people direct going to start thinking like retrograde, like, oh damn, maybe I shouldn't have did that. Maybe I could have gone that way. I, I'm going to try it again this way. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. Yeah. Well, I love the, I just love the idea of like, because I really do think Mars opposing Jupiter, like it's such an impetus of like energy, like, you know, like, where am I going? What am I doing? And you had such a great point of like, well, A, the journey Mars has been through, uh, the strength it can get just being in this fixed fire and being very Uh certain after, you know, and so whatever, first of all, whatever happens around the 28th or 29th, you Uh bet like whatever you're like driven towards what you focus on, it's, there's something about that is going to come to pass by the time we get Uh that full moon on the 22nd of August, because the full moon is basically going to light up that opposition. But I just love what you're saying about Mars getting to work after that, because it's like, all right, well, you know, uh, like I have solidified what fire is brewing within me. I see the goal off in the distance. And then what, what do I have to do to get there? What do I have to change? You know, Mars moving into Virgo, uh, this is mutable earth energy. So this is transition. This is what do I have to change about my life to perfect the situation, to adapt to a new uh, way of being and doing um, and and focusing that is going to, uh, you know, put me in a position to where I can uh, really manifest what I want to do. And it might take Mars getting into Capricorn, how far later to like actually do the start and the foundation of it. But there's a lot of change that Mars is going to be able to um, make in the real world. Um, You know, with Venus is already in Virgo at that time. Uh, Mercury, as we said, will be in Leo. So Virgo energy is ruled by Mercury. So, you know, you got Venus and Mars both looking to Mercury, who's still in Leo, that's still like fixed. The mind is fixed on that fire and that passionate energy. So Mars mm-hmm. is ready to get to work. And it's basically it's, it's Lord is Mercury and Leo being like, this is what I want. This is what I want to create. This is what I feel passionate about. This is what lights my fire and my heart. And, um, let's, let's just do it. Uh, and then that whole time. So basically Mars moves into Virgo and then at the same time, Venus and Virgo, on the 29th on Thursday squares the nodes. And you know, when any planet squares the nodes, that is a turning point 
of destiny. It's, it's, it's not as like strong of the start as maybe like a, a North node conjunction, but the square is like, all oh, right, how's the story moving forward? Um, and so I have a feeling a lot of connective energy, uh, and, and how that works in the real world, right? Cause it's coming from Virgo is going to be like, all right, well, what's going on here? It's a turning point. Let's mm-hmm. talk. <laughs> The, pen, the pandemic has caused a lot of people to reflect on what they're uh, doing for work, um, what kind of work they are involved in, what are their daily habits, uh, also to what they, are you useful. I think I think that's mm-hmm. a big big thing for a lot of people. Am I useful? And I feel with the Sun and Leo, am I useful to the people I love? Are the people I love useful to me? Um, and Am I appreciated? Because Leo always wants that appreciation, yes. right? Uh, yeah. take, it from, take it from an astrologer that deals with charts. You know exactly if you have a Leo client, they want to, they want, if they have Leo energy, they want to know they're special. Who doesn't want to know they're special? The only difference between Leo and everybody else is Leo just has the guts to show it to everyone. I want, I know. I want to know I'm special. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's a lot of people um, maybe changing their work. Um, people forget too that uh, Virgo energy likes uh, flexibility. Uh, Virgo energy is a mutable earth, so it it can adapt, you know. And I think it's. I have a, a client of mine. Um, they told me I really realized that in the past year that it's hard for me to adapt. I'm not a person. I thought I was easy to adapt to things, but I realized that within the past year. I have not been, I, I, I can't adapt as quick as I thought. And I said, I don't think that it's that you can't adapt. I think it's that you're scared. Mm. You're fearful. I, I said, uh, and fear, um, you know, I live, I live right now in Montreal, uh, Canada. And uh, I used to live in New York City. I used to live in Brooklyn for, for my, I grew up there. And, and, we speak French here in Montreal and I, my hairdresser, she told me something. She goes, Oh, uh, the maladie de peur in French. Okay. That means in English, the sickness of fear. Yeah. So I think Virgo, right. Virgo is, uh, such a strong earth sign that people don't really give a lot of credit to. I think a lot of people don't understand how strong Virgo is your, it holds your whole health together. I mean, without Virgo and Scorpio, Let's be real, like we would be sick coughing, you know, we wouldn't be able to sustain really this body. Virgo is the details of our life. And I feel uh, Neptune is in Pisces, but I feel when all these planets are going to oppose Neptune and Pisces, and then of course, we're going to have the sun move into Virgo after it moves into Leo. So all these things that you're also trying to implement. When solar energy passes that, when the sun moves into Virgo, you'll have more cosmic support. You know, a lot of people want things to happen really quickly, but there's a fear. There's a maladie de fear, the maladie de peur. People are scared. So I think Virgo allows you to not be as critical where it comes to, okay, I'm scared, but more, okay, what can I do about me being scared? Yeah, what (laughs) What, can I do to move through the anxiety and fear that is like... Yeah, no. And speaking as someone with Saturn in Virgo, whew, I, I feel like put those two yeah. together. I'm like, I get that. Um, absolutely. I, I totally get that. And, and that might be what we're faced with because here's the thing is like, 
after, you know, those moves are made, we have a last quarter moon in Taurus, which is interesting because I feel like last quarter moon in Taurus at eight degrees too. So that's going to be, you know, some sort of uh, crisis of consciousness, like pushing forth the next level of the energy, whatever's apex at that full moon has very real world considerations. It has Uranus in imbued in it. Um, and it's basically at the same time that the sun and Mercury meet in their superior Kazemi conjunction in Leo. So the sun, you know, that Mercury's in the heart of the sun and, and sitting with the King basically mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And then goes on to have a nice flow with the nodes. Like you'll sextile mm-hmm. the nodes, um, and, and, and trying the South node, and then it will oppose Saturn uh, at least Mercury will go on to oppose Saturn. And this is uh, basically the end of July, July 31st through August 1st. Um, and so the way you're talking about the, uh, the mal de, de, de per, de, I'm not saying that right, but I, I know what per <laughs> is, per is, is fair. Um, yes. And uh, that is, that's what Saturn puts us up against. But mm-hmm. is our heart, this is the thing with Leo, and the sun coming up to oppose Saturn, Mercury coming up to oppose Saturn. The heart and love is always stronger than fear, right? Yes. And especially when we look at dead in the eye, and that's what an opposition is. It's like, I'm looking Mm -hmm. at you from across Mm -hmm. the way. And so something Mm -hmm. about this sun, Mercury, Kazemi, that is seeding us with the courage and the confidence and the heart energies that are Leo, the beauty of Leo, Mm -hmm. and the love, it's going to look at the fear. It's going to look at the limitations. It's going to look at the obstacle, which may absolutely be there. But mm-hmm, Virgo mm-hmm. has the resolve, basically, all the, plant, the plants that are already in Virgo to like, okay, what do I need to adapt to shift to make this happen? And so I have a feeling we're going to look at fear and obstacles and limitations dead in the eye and choose to, you know, not succumb to them choose to walk around it, choose to strategize. Like you were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. use the strategy that Aquarius is so adept at um, and Mercury and being in the heart of the sun, you know, like to really make some breakthroughs because this is basically what's going to happen. I'm going to lay it out here with Sun-Mercury meeting on the 31st. Um, Well, not on the 31st. I think it's on the 1st actually of Mm -hmm. August. Uh, yeah, first of August, yes. they meet at eight degrees. Wow, yes, right at Ooh, eight degrees, degrees. <laughs> and then Mercury opposes Saturn, um, that day. Then the sun opposes Saturn that day, all on the first. And mm-hmm. then Mercury pulls ahead, uh, trines Chiron, which is an all another interesting thing about all this. So, all these Chironic things get triggered with these, this uh, stuff. Um, Venus is trining Uranus at the same time too, as, and then Mercury squares Uranus on the third, and then the sun squares uh, Uranus on Friday, the sixth. So basically the week, Sunday, the first through the sixth, we are looking fear, obstacle, limitation, dead in the eye. We're assessing it, uh, but there's big breakthroughs that Mm -hmm. want to happen. There are breakthroughs that are eminent and Venus is Mm -hmm. helping that. The Mercury is, you know, like, okay, I got to think different. I got to communicate different. The sun's like, all right, I'm awakened to what needs to change mm-hmm. and what needs to evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think it's, it could be tough, but I think it's going to be very magical too yes. that week. I think about the strength card as you were talking just now. Yes. 
I just kept thinking about the strength, strength card, and it's solely only in the strength card. I have actually an interpretation of the strength card, but it's from the major sexual arcana deck, this mm. uh, designer. And I, I like the way they did this one because she's sitting next to the lion, you know, and in the original uh, Ryder Wyatt deck, she's on, she's kind of on top of the lion mounting him, but this one, she's sitting next to him. And I feel like, um, the Kazemi happening on the eighth is that strength. And on the eighth degree, which is a very sexy and karmic Leonian degree, it's very blood tie degree too. I have a, I've always felt like the number eight is a blood tie. You know, it's like, I don't know why. I just always feel like, what do you want to tie yourself to? What do you, you know, with that Kazemi, it's like what you said, the, the son, the king and the messenger have finished their conversation. Yeah. You know, so it's like as soon as exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's like as soon as it's done, Mercury moves, and and we kind of move with a new message, an enlightened message, a strength message. Uh, I think that, like I said, the melody, the pearl. You know, my hairdresser was saying, um, it's real. It's real for a lot of us, even astrologers. You know, if you want to act like, oh, we see the sky, we don't. Uh, we have real lives. We go through the transits ourselves. And for us, it's really just about clarity, like getting clarity yeah. about what is happening while it's happening. Even though you cannot uh, control everything, the one thing on this universe you can control is yourself. You know, and, and I think um, when the Kazemi aspect happens, uh, Kazemi is, what is it? The, it's a beautiful name too. It's funny because in my culture, there's actually people with the last name Kazemi. Oh, my really? Aunt's my aunt's last name is Kazini. So that's crazy I that, that I, yeah. And, and um, one thing I can say about the Kazini aspect is you will see things different, you know? Um, and this is why I feel like the, the Mercury moving into Virgo is so useful with the Mercury opposing Neptune is so useful because once the Kazini happened, the sun has already light enlightened you, your mind. You've already, you've already learned something. And as it opposes Neptune, as it approaches the opposition to Neptune, as it passes the Kazemi and goes into Virgo, this is why I feel like the there could be confusion. But after the Kazemi, the confusion might not really be as confusing as people make it seem, you know, because, again, Mercury just went through its own uh, retrograde phase. Yeah, squaring uh, Neptune, speaking of exactly, Neptune, yes. <laughs> exactly. But now Mercury is in a different home looking at Neptune. And I feel when it was, when it was going through its square, it was, it was confusing for Gemini. It was confusing for the left brain and the right brain to understand. But in Virgo, Virgo is so detail oriented. It's so, I mean, I love Virgos. My mom's a Virgo. I love how they are able to look at something, size it up, understand what goals and what stays. And yeah. discriminate, I think, discriminate or discern the discern, yes. But discrimination is something that you need also to know what you don't want. Absolutely. I think I, think, I don't I don't want to I don't want to say it's not anything looking at race or I'm talking about literally like I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. What are you going to put your energy in? I really feel like it's all about where you want to put your energy and what you want to like how much work do you want to put after you decide that's what you want? <laughs> and that's yeah. going to be all the Virgo basically. And well, and just to, 
Just to clarify, because uh, Akilah has brought up Mercury and Virgo opposing Neptune a few times. Yes. That's that's going to be on August 24th during uh, yes. a, a few days into Virgo season. So yes. it won't it won't get there, but it'll be on the approach. And I understand where yes. you're coming from with that, because Mercury had a really interesting dance with Neptune Absolutely. during the, the retrograde that the Kazemi when it meets with the sun and you know, the sun is in domicile. I don't think we said this the whole time, you know, when the sun is in Leo, the, it's, home. it's home, you know, like there is an illumination yeah. that comes with this Kazemi on the first. Mm-hmm. And it's a serious one because it's opposing Saturn. Saturn is mm-hmm. like, you know, and that I love the the element of the strength card that you brought up and that, that being the major for Leo um, in tarot, because, you know, when you look at fear, when you look at obstacles, when you look at limitations, when you look at something you want in the long term, that's going to take mm-hmm. a lot of hard work and dedication mm-hmm. and planning mm-hmm. to get there uh, and divine timing. That's the thing too. It's like, you can't, sometimes you can't rush time. Like we were talking about that before and the importance of time, yeah. but also like time has its own time. Like Saturn's mm-hmm. like, I, you're mm-hmm. on my time. Um, mm-hmm. and so we're going to be looking at all these things and you need that strength. You need mm-hmm. the, the, like the sovereignty of yes. your, of your inner being. Um, but also your ability to, not let the ego get the best of you within that. If, especially if it compromises or like destructs, cause we talked about that with fire to begin with the thing that you really want to manifest and the, the long term, you know, like that uh-huh. you, you have to have your, your head in the game. And uh-huh. that's what the, you know, Saturn sun Mercury to me is like putting your head in the game, even though that game's uh-huh. hard, it had, requires a strategy. You're gonna have to uh-huh. practice a whole lot to get there, you know, like, but you see it. Um, and then the breakthroughs come within it. And I love about this whole period too, Akila, is that they're basically, you know, it starts on uh, July 31st and basically leads us in to the new moon in Leo on Sunday, the eighth. So that week before the new moon, there are all these downloads. There's all this like, and just mm-hmm. like Mars and Venus, they were in the same position, uh, like you know, basically swirling everything up right before the new moon in cancer. So there's something to be said about, you know, the, the darkening of the moon, the closing down of the cycle and all this stuff, preparing us for a new moon in Leo, uh, which is going to have the ruler of the, in, you know, the moon or the sun in Leo. It's in a domicile position. It's coming off a square with Uranus. So we do have the moon and, uh, the sun squaring Uranus essentially in this new moon, which we know is going to sh- probably shake some things up. And so For what sure. do you, what do you think about the new moon in Leo? Um, and you the know, moon is special because it's also going to be um, right now we're having the conjunction of Venus and Mars as we're talking in Leo at 19 degrees uh, today. I think this is what we're mm-hmm. recording. And I feel like the new moon is happening at, at an energy right before all of this. You know, so I feel like whatever we're also what we're going through now is also going to be something that is going to have a new seed planted, a new idea, a new thought, like uh, whatever uh, the because I think it's also too we're going through the new moon. There's Mercury with this new moon. Yeah, the moon basically squares Uranus and then goes to conjunct Mercury. So Mercury's back in that picture again, right? Like immediately, yes. magician. 
is like yes. waving the wand. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot, but if, if you really think about it, there's always stuff happening. I think this new moon is just going to give uh, the, again, either new intentions or new ideas to what we already kind of were on the path towards or a new direction, you know, or a new direction because of the fact that this new moon also is looking at Saturn. And a lot of people may just be thinking about, okay, maybe I may have to change a lot of other things to get what I want, uh, to get what I love, really. I think it's yeah. really about, yeah, you know, because it's really love. I just, Leo's love. Scorpio is that blend, you know? I mean, when you're like that soul love, Scorpio's that soul love, you know? But Leo is that real life love. Like, I love you. I want to have babies with you. I want to make love to you all day. I want to, you know, I want, they, they are, they radiate that when they're really vibrating well. I really feel like it's going to be about love. I'm going to, I don't know why I just always get, I'm just being a Venus Libra too. I feel like love is a big part of this. And well, like I said, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are in relationships because let's be real. A lot of people come to astrology for relationships and what we'll they come to me for relationships <laughs> with the times, you know what I'm saying? And I love it. I love it. I don't, I would not change it for the world, but I feel Saturn and the sun, Saturn is an enemy of the sun, you know? Um, so it's also about the ego drop love. love. Oh, I know go. where you're going. <laughs> Here we go. If anybody knows, if anybody's a big fan of Sade, she has a song and her song is called love is stronger than pride. And I feel like, Maybe that for me, because I'm so, I'm so Saturn conjunct Neptune. I, f- I can find a song for any transit. <laughs> that's just me. I'm like, oh, oh, that's all. You know what I mean? And I feel like the Leo sun opposite uh, Saturn is that love is stronger than pride because the sun doesn't want your, the Saturn doesn't want your pride. Mm-mm. Put your ego away. Yep. Put your pride away. What are you about? Who are you? at your core, you know, yeah, you're special. We're all special, but can you, can you show me, can you show me what you love and can it be materialized? Cause that's what Saturn really wants, right? It wants to see you live your, your, even if it's, you don't have to want a house. You can literally just want a better, uh, a, a healthier state of mind, peace of mind. Okay. Well, if you love yourself, put your pride down and find, find a way to do that. Uh, I want to do this. I don't know. I'm giving so many examples, but love is stronger than pride. I, well, I I love that because here's the thing. I think that's such wonderful advice because literally what happens right after that new moon and is on the trajectory as that new moon is seeding is Venus and Virgo is opposing Neptune, you know, which the compassion lives there. This is like uh, unconditional love that comes Mm -hmm. from this position and then trines Pluto, basically August 9th, uh, which is Monday through August 11th, Wednesday. And so much of what you just said was really mirroring, you know, what Venus is going to be going through um, Mm -hmm. in a very tangible way in Virgo. Like Mm -hmm. this is, you know, um, and emotional. And I I love that because you know what? Love doesn't have pride. Pride keeps us from love all the time. Or I can say love is stronger than time. How about that? 
Because in that way, we can look at it like this. If you love something, you don't mind spending time with it. You don't mind it. waiting for it either. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. And, and, and people really, when you were talking earlier, you said something about love, um, time. You said time, money is time. I said, you know, money and time are linked. Uh, love and time are linked. Money and love are linked. Time and money are linked. All these things are together. So I feel also too, like, let's look at the, the time. If you like, I love astrology. Clear. I want to spend time. I want to spend more time. I want to spend more time podcasting astrology. Oh, but my life outside of astrology doesn't always give me that opportunity. And then, you know, transits happen and are happening right now in my life to make me see COVID happen. Hey girl, you, you may not get a chance to share your love the way you want to. So how do you how do you manage yourself using Saturnian energy, uh, mercurial energy, to stabilize what you love, to give energy to it? Because a lot of times I feel like we really just don't know what we love. We give energy to things we think we're supposed to give energy to because somebody told us, or we saw this person do it or that person do it. Everybody, nobody in my life does astrology outside of my like my friends that I've met in that circle. So it's like I've had to love that about me, the uniqueness about me that, okay, I'm like that. Nobody else around me is like that. That's okay. Now I'm going to put in time to what you give time to grows. Yes, I, I heard that too one time. So, um, I haven't given as much as I love astrology. I haven't given as much love and time to putting into my podcast as much as I want to. I'm snitching on myself there, but I'm, I think sometimes as astrologers, we have to kind of tell on ourselves too. So people won't think we're like these people that's just like omnipotent and we can see everything. No, 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 no. So, and I'm pretty sure I'm speaking to somebody out there too, where you love something, you just oh, the time to do it because you can't make money from it. Right. Or you don't get enough, uh, this for that from it. And you have to do this. So if there's a relationship you want to give more energy to, you have to make the time for that. I've met a lot of married couples that told me that you have to make sexy time in your relationship. You have to make that sexy time. It, it's not going to be given to you. You have to make that time to then share with, share the space with that person to share more love with them to then show that person. I want this time with you. Let's be real. If you're in a relationship as a woman, if a guy doesn't call you in time, a certain amount of time has passed by. He doesn't think about you. Let's say you're a man and, uh, You've uh, you've shown your love to your partner by taking her car to the mechanic with your time and trying to help her fix that. That's it's you showing her you love her or trying to fix it for her. Maybe you don't maybe you don't have the money, so you try to fix it for her. You're showing her you love her by giving her that time. Uh, and some people don't realize how much that's that's a resource to a lot of people. So I think also too with this transit. Your love, your time, your money, and people are also going to play a big, 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 big focus factor in the transit of the Mercury, uh, the sun opposing Saturn. Because, I mean, I feel like a sun opposing Saturn is also like your your inner parent, too. Like, you know, have you done your homework? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like. Well, that's the thing is like during that time before that new moon, we might come up with uh, we might have a brush with karma. 
to some extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, but that's okay because, you know, like if something comes back and we have to revisit it or we have to learn from it, like that's the moment to do it. And if we're seeding mm-hmm. that new moon energy, um, into, you know, what, what we love and, and I, I like both those analogies of like, love is, you know, love is stronger than pride. The lover love, you know, can stand the test of time. Like all these, mm-hmm. t- these are all love is su- it, like you ask, well, you ask any Pisces, uh, you know, love is the fabric of the universe. Basically huh? it is like mm-hmm. the energy that we all thrive, um, and do our best with. And so, you know, after that new moon, that's kind of seated in that energy to begin with, um, you know, Venus in Virgo goes on to oppose Neptune, which has us, you know, that, uh, has us looking at, um, you know, like just compassion and love, uh, unconditional, um, uh, no, I, do you have another device on? Cause I can hear myself echo back. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry yeah. <laughs> All right. We sorted out our, uh, our echo situation. Um, Mercury loves to play its tricks. Yes, it does. Uh, so basically what we were talking about was Venus, uh, and Virgo opposing Neptune and trining Pluto on the ninth through the 11th. And we just kept talking about love. We kept talking about unconditional love. We talked about how love manifests itself uh-huh. in the real world and the things that we have to do there. When we're up against fear, we're up against, you know, reality and Pluto, uh, we said before Pluto don't play. <laughs> so there's a lot of that from the ninth to the 11th of August, which Venus go- comes about, but what happens at the same time is Mercury and Leo rocketed through Leo basically, and is now mm-hmm. opposing Jupiter uh, nearing those end degrees, uh, and then ingressing into Virgo on August 10th through the 11th. So here, now we have Mercury coming to Mars's place before and highlighting uh-huh. the full moon that's coming up. Um, and so, I mean, what do you think, Akila? Is that like just basically reconfirming or like adding the message <laughs> maybe to? Yes. I think it's adding, it's giving us, sometimes we just need cosmic support. And I think right now is really one of those times where we need cosmic support. Um, I also think that it's such a blessing to have Jupiter going back into Aquarius. You know, a lot of people are kind of like, oh, no, we love Jupiter in Pisces because it's all this. But I feel like Jupiter in Aquarius also gives hope to that uh, Saturnian energy yes. that is also in Aquarius. So I do think that it's, it's, it's bringing back hope for, for what we want. If I, if I can really look at it with a bigger, with a bigger lens, it's giving us hope because Jupiter's so grand and all you, if you, what is it there? Faith without works is dead. And that's Jupiter when it meets Saturn and Saturn when it meets Jupiter. So they're meeting, well, they're not meeting in terms of conjuncting again, but they're meeting in terms of in the same house, they're going to be yes. occupying the same home. So there's going to be more hope. Yeah, there's structure, but then there's a hope, a building of that of that hope, building to the hope. Oh, it's not just, oh, I see the future. It's more like I see the future. Now I'm going to build towards it. Exactly. To, yeah, this yeah. is what I, re- I really feel that that's what's going to give a lot of people. And for those of you that are out there and feeling really hopeless or just like, oh my God, this is so hard. Um, notice that transits will pass. But what you do in those transits is actually what builds your character. It builds a lot. 
you know, so. Yeah, that's what we were talking about, the power of now. Yeah. And like using yeah. those transits, rip off that gift paper. Um, and I love this because Mercury, uh, Mercury and Leo, like Mercury helps us strategize. Uh, Aquarius is mm-hmm. strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jupiter is now on Saturn's team cohabitating. Mm-hmm. And I talked about mm-hmm. this in my Jupiter presentation going from Pisces to Aquarius when I did the radiant astrology. Um, okay. uh, summit. I talked exactly what you said, Akila is exactly what I talked on. So there is something about mm-hmm. this hope that comes back in that is, is mm-hmm. now able to actually put some Saturnian like juice behind it. Mm-hmm. And Mercury, mm-hmm. Mercury is great at communicating the plan, you know, drawing mm-hmm. it up, uh, getting all those logistics, thinking about it rationally, you know, like putting it in motion where we actually buy the thing we need to buy to make the transaction mm-hmm. to make that happen or, mm-hmm, have, or mm-hmm. sign the contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that you could look at it as that too, is like signing the contract to your future basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you already energized by Mars doing it. Um, and, uh, and we have a full moon that is coming that is really going, you know, going to, light that up that is yeah. just like days away basically highlight <laughs> um, everything exactly so mm-hmm. there is also something there so basically there's this thread uh july 28th 29th that then seeds to another thread that is august 10th that 11th and then that is magnified by the full moon on the 22nd so you can kind of uh-huh. look at these threads in time. Um, but Virgo energy comes big after that because Mercury moves into Virgo on the 11th of August. And at the same time, on the same day, Mars in Virgo is now at the bending of the nodes. So there's some sort of destiny uh, that is transferring at this time exactly. as we're signing the contract to our future. Um, uh-huh. And then basically, uh Mercury is at the bending of the nodes on the 15th later, you know, a few days later. So what I'm saying is Mercury moves into Virgo after that important meeting with Jupiter. Mars is squaring the nodes, you know, Mars always energizes destiny when it's in contact with the nodes Uh and uh Mercury is moving very fast to eventually conjunct Mars on the 18th of August. So Uh Virgo is in the house, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Virgo is taking charge because it realizes there's been so much disorder and it needs <laughs> to put things back into order. Like and what is, I mean, what is order nowadays, right? But uh, I think the new order, maybe the new order, maybe that's why it's opposing, ne- you know, that's probably why all this Neptune energy is there in Pisces too, because I think for the next couple of years, the, the kind of order that we're going to, whatever Virgo energy is going to be passing through Virgo has to pass has to pose Neptune. So it's kind of like the new, the new order is also something that we, we don't know. We're not, we're not used to this, this way of organizing, right. But we have to organize. We have to, we have to work. We have to, uh, I don't know, take care of our, our body. Well, we have to have these habits that are going to help us, but we don't know. We just don't know what it's going to lead to, you know, at the same yeah. time. I also feel so the great mystery. Yeah, exactly. Mystery. Yeah. You just can't have it all figured out. Yeah. Leap of faith. I love that. You take That's, a leap of faith. Yeah. I, I've been getting that message so much lately. Like the grasshopper okay. always coming in. You got to take that leap of faith. That's a big, that's a big thing when we're going through or if you can't leap, life. 
you take a little step of faith. If you can't leap yet, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Some but, hey, some people are taking flights of faith. Okay, taking yeah. flights and going places, and you know, trying to live. I don't know lives. who those people are. Um, <laughs> she's talking about. Yeah, me. yeah. Um, the reason I say this is because um, the new moon is in Aquarius at the end of July at one degree. Jupiter, Saturn was there at one degree at the end of December. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be changing what they feel home is and mm. who home is or what home is. So that's why I say some people may be taking flights, <laughs> you know, to leave a faith or moving countries or homes or uh, even even changing how they see themselves as their leap of faith. Well, is just going to help stabilize that. I love yeah. that because I, mm-hmm. you know, I really think there is a strong energy on August 11th with Mercury opposing Jupiter, uh, which Jupiter is a planet of faith while Mars mm-hmm. is activating the nodes uh, on the same mm-hmm. exact day. So we might be taking a big leap of faith and it requires real world changes, real world strategizing, uh, you know, real world moving around. Mm-hmm. Of, of the pieces um, and, and discernment, you know, all these Virgoian uh, qualities that are helping <laughs> us get to get to the bottom of something too. Um, and also, I, you know, I always, I like this too with Virgo is like reminding ourselves also, because when we are shaping up our lives, there is a, there is a threshold, right? We mm-hmm. do have to do mm-hmm. all these things, but also with Virgo energy, we got to remind ourselves not to fix it till it's broke. So there yeah. is learning when you have to pull back, like fine tune, get it all where you need to be, but also know your limit. Know, okay. know when like enough is enough. That's what I'll say with, you know, Mercury being in Virgo, Mars there, Venus there. Um, you know, just know it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, okay. but not for long because basically what happens on the 15th, the same day that Mercury squares the nodes, we have Venus... Uh, which is also the first quarter moon in Scorpio. So you know that first quarter moon in Scorpio is going to be pushing forward all types of like intense desires and and situations. And we're (laughs) probably going to feel a little hot under the collar then. Uh But I uh love on that day, and you can speak to this, Akila, is Venus ingresses into Libra. Oh, she comes home. To you, <laughs> and she yeah, well, have, to, ever, yeah. to everyone, you know. Yeah, I have a Venus in in Libra. I was just reading the Pluto book by Jeffrey Green with uh, Mars and Venus in relationship, and um, I think it's a big deal when Venus is in Libra because the Venus in Libra he talks about speaks to the two different functions of uh, Libra, which is Taurus and Libra. When it's in Libra, one Taurus is this you know self sustaining self-possessed. And then the Venus in Libra is the relationship dynamic of that self-possessed individual that is able to be their own individual and be in a relationship with another individual. And I think this is something that we all need to talk about too, which is it's really difficult sometimes to have healthy relationships when a person is not self-possessed and self-sustained. So I also think that that's another thing that we're going to be moving into, which which is, okay, Venus in Libra, is your relationship balanced? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, after and are you of, balanced within mm-hmm. your, yeah. Like, like you just mm-hmm. said, it's like, mm-hmm. it takes, mm-hmm. takes two it to takes tango. Bo- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you get into a relationship and the other person balances out the energies that is really difficult for you to 
to harness or to understand or to manipulate even, you know, some people can manipulate energy very beautifully to, to, to bend it to their will. But at the same time, I feel being this in will also kind of give the kind of more relaxed energy more into listening to another person more instead of just listening to ourselves with the, with the Mars Venus going from uh, Leo, then into Virgo Libra is going to be like, okay, now I just did all this work. Okay. Now I can listen to you. I can listen to what you have to say with, cause I did things for myself. I can mm. listen to the things you, you need me to listen. Like I can hear you because I heard myself first. Oh, and people, I love that. And people, yeah, because people forget that Venus rules the octave of the ear you're hearing. You know, when Venus is home in Taurus or Libra, people forget Venus and Taurus will tune out. Venus and Libra will tune in right before Venus and Scorpio comes. So it's kind of like, okay, while Venus and Taurus was tuning out because it needed to be self-reliant on itself and understand what it needed to give itself, Venus and Libra is going to tune into you now. Okay. All right. Mm. I can give you that. Yeah. I, well, I can't that. give you that. Or I can't, or I can't give, you, give that, you that, right? But I'm or still let, listening. Or let's, <laughs> or let's compromise on that. Yes. Let's reach an agreement with that. Can you work with me with this? Uh, or can you work with yourself with that? You know, um, I really love, I mean, I'm just saying it because I'm a Venus and Libra native. So I have just, I, yeah, I just know Libra energy will try its hardest to balance the extremities of their life. So when you think about Venus, which is the octave of money too, moving into this energy, I really do feel like Virgo energy has to do with the work, what we're doing with the money after we finish with the work, how we're spending that. We're all going to look at these things, you know, I'm, I'm just such a Scorpio. I'm always going to think about the financial aspect of a lot of things first, because I do feel like unless a person is financially able to sustain themselves, a lot of things are going to be out of tack for them especially as an adult, you know, we need to feel like we can, we can be the masters of our own reality and not a child, like the energy of Leo. And this is why Aquarius and Leo, again, what we talk about, that's so important. And then you talked about, I think the trying that also Venus and Libra will be making, uh, to Saturn and Aquarius. Uh, and yes. also, yeah, there's well, a lot of, and then and that's node the, in Gemini. That's the full you know. moon, basically, that we've been leading <laughs> up to the whole time. The full moon has that signature in it. And so that's very, yeah. I, but I, you know what? I love that you bring that up. I love reminding ourselves that, you know, the compromise of Venus and Libra, uh, mm. reminding ourselves that the fact that Libra is the first uh, sign that then, then deals with the other, right? It's uh-huh. a sign base. So when you uh-huh. were saying like, I have went and I've, I've listened to myself, I listened to myself this whole time and now I can listen mm-hmm. to you. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that is very powerful mm-hmm. because we needed that whole time and for quite some time, you know, to go through that transition so that then we can show up in mm-hmm. compromise mm-hmm. with other people in any relational capacity. And mm-hmm. so there is something very sweet about Venus moving into Libra, uh, especially since she basically goes on to make a grand air trine with Saturn and Aquarius, which we've talked a lot about Saturn, uh, mm-hmm. and also the North Node um, in uh, in uh, in Gemini. Gemini. So along with Cirrus conjuncting the North Node as this is happening, the ah. asteroid. So we're feeding ourselves something through communication. Mm-hmm. We are, there's some, yeah, we are. There is something about the way we're going to be communicating 
with ourselves and with others that is going to go through a metamorphosis with all this air. You know, air is all about getting its ideas out there as well, you know? So, and yeah. Saturn, when Saturn touches Venus, it's serious. It is serious. Mm-hmm. It is serious. And you know what? That this is it's like once again, and that's what I love. Um, and so so because we've taken a lot of time. So I'm just gonna give like a, a quick rundown of like timeline yeah, yeah. and then play off exactly what you just said because Let's I do think, it. Yeah. So you know, Venus ingresses in the Libra on the 15th on first quarter mm-hmm. in Scorpio. So you know we're already serious at that point. Like the, the passion. <laughs> Scorpio knows. Um, <laughs> Scorpio's lit up there. We got Mercury conjuncting Mars and Virgo on the 18th shortly after that. And so Mercury, the head and the drive come together in mm-hmm. the seriousness of, uh, you know, real world manipulation of reality mm-hmm. that is Virgo. The sun in Leo now opposes Jupiter and Aquarius. And we've already seen this Jupiter opposition that gets us closer and closer to this, what we hope for, for the future, you know, putting, seeding our next reality and how, what it's going to take to get there and, and playing on Saturn's team within that. We have a, like an electrifying uh, awakening with the mind too, because mm-hmm. Uranus stations retrograde at the same time that the sun in Leo opposes Jupiter and Aquarius. So, mm-hmm. you know, we see the future. Uranus is like, is going to throw us some humdingers along the way, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Like, now this is introduced because Mercury trines it at the same okay. time on the okay. 19th and 20th of August, okay. which is Thursday and Friday. So some, right some, Virgo yes. season. Okay. so some information, it comes basically out of the blue as Uranus stations or something inside of you, uh, mm-hmm. and coming back to worth and Venusian qualities switches because you see mm-hmm. the future across the way with the sun and Aquarius, you know, you know mm-hmm. looking at Jupiter and Aquarius, mm-hmm. uh, and then Venus goes on to trine the North node Mars trines Uranus at the same time as Uranus is stationing just hours before that second full moon on early morning, Sunday, August 22nd, that has that grand air trine with Venus getting serious with Saturn and the North Node, communication be a flowing with Mm -hmm, that air trine mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm, Uranus mm -hmm. is stationed. The moon is conjunct Jupiter at a critical degree. And so this... I mean, Akilah, what yes. can, like these, basically the 15th through the 22nd, like hold on to your hats because, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I don't, I don't, and this is why, this is, this is why Leo season is about your heart. Mm. You're not going to be happy with all these things happening if you're not really being real with yourself. And I'm not, maybe I'm speaking as a Scorpio rising, right? Because we're just so like, phew, we cut yeah. through the boonana, we cut through the bull, the BS, right? Um, and, and I don't mean to say that because I'm, I'm trying to be harsh on, on, on people while they're going through these, these transits and these transits are kind of happening inside of you too. Right. Because as above, so below. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So it's more, it's more about again, and I'm going to say this because Leo square Scorpio and Scorpio is, uh, that moon that's going to happen also with the uh, Scorpio. That first quarter. It. Exactly. That kicks it all um, off, basically. Exactly. <laughs> and I find that Leo and Scorpio have such an interesting relationship, even though they swear they love each other. There is a love with Leo and Scorpio. Uh, I think the loyalty of Scorpio and the steadiness of, of Leo 
there's a beautiful energy when you see them together. Um, but I also feel that that moon is going to also, it, it, it's like um, the invisible becomes visible more. Because another thing about Scorpio is it's hidden, but Leo's, Leo, it's, and it's the two sexuality energies when you really think about it, when you oh, really yeah. think about it. Leo is, I'm going to show off my goodies. And Scorpio is, I'm going to close up my goodies to those that I want to share it to. So I think that's going to be kind of like the moon comes in with its, with its first, you know, hit of who do I want to give these resources, these goodies to, like, as we're finishing up all this stuff where we're right. It's, it's a resource moon too, Scorpio, right? When we think about it, it's kind of like your resources, like your body is your resource. Your money is your resource. Your children are your resource. Your creativity is a resource that you make money from. So that's, that's all of this is added into this, this Scorpio, you know, starting everything off as we're about to go into Virgo season. So I really feel like if you don't love it, it, it will, you will know. It you will, will show know. You, yes. Yes. You will know. That's, that's you the air, know. grand air trine. You will yes. know. And know. basically you will know because Scorpio, like you said, cuts through the BS and first from Sunday to Sunday, August 15th, August 22nd, there is just so much powerful knowing energy moving of actual physical, uh, reality with Mercury and Mars conjuncting. And then the trines that happen to Uranus, you know, of like there there's, uh, it's like all, 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 places are on board, right? We've got the earth energy. We've got the air energy. We've got first quarter, uh, culmination of a, of a water energy. We still have the fire with the full moon, you know, clothing, closing things out with yes. the last days of Leo. It's like all aspects of energy are on board here. Uh-huh. And like you just said, I think you're just gonna know something in life is going to hit a critical apex uh-huh. It's not going to be brand new to you. There will be some surprises with twists and turns with Uranus stationing and then Mercury and Mars trining Mm -hmm. in, but it's going to have a nice flow to it where I think we can work with whatever kind of like pops up um, Mm -hmm. that is like really changing things because we have been introduced to what is trying to apex and move through, right? We are Mars already opposed Jupiter, uh, on, you know, the, the 28th and the 29th of July, Mercury Mm -hmm. came around, did the same thing on the 10th and the 11th. Like there, it is not necessarily a surprise. So whatever Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, by the time you get to the 15th to the 22nd, don't second guess that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that is life ready to change. (laughs) <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I'm actually going to be going to a wedding uh, that week. Oh. Um, yeah, and so big things will happen. You'll notice the energy. You'll notice big things happening in your world or other people's world if you really pay attention. And this wedding is, has been a long time coming between these two lovers. And these, oh, I love couple. that. Yeah, uh, and uh, one, of the, one of the people is an Aquarius. One of the, uh, and the other person is a Taurus. And they're finally getting married after years of being together. I mean, years of being together. So (laughs) that's a big deal. I'm just giving an example of something that can show a big deal. A commitment is happening 
that week. And, and as you see, Venus is involved. And oh, I love that for them. Yeah, the exactly. Node. Exactly. So it's trining a lot of just destiny energies. And this is why I'm saying if you, you're going to know, you know, you're going to just feel the direction that you're supposed to go in, or you'll fear, you'll feel the direction that you're already in is for you, you know? And again, it may be scary if it's new, but if it doesn't scare you, then it's, probably just not for you anyways, you know, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think anything that's challenging to anyone is not going to scare them just a little bit. Well, you know? absolutely. And especially, I love the analogy you used of your friends getting married yes. after something that's a long time coming because yes. these are apexes and fixed signs, you know, yes. like what changes and shifts in a fixed sign usually is a long time coming. It's a long yes. story. It's, it's a story yes. that's built upon another story. That's built upon another story, you know, like that is the thing. And so that's, what's so important to know about this time is like, mm-hmm. you just know. And if, if there's nothing left to build there, there's nothing mm-hmm. left to build there. You know, Venus, Saturn in the North node is going to mm-hmm. directly, you know, you'll, will directly, you know, just put that into your consciousness because the North node in Gemini pushing these stories along is mm-hmm. looking to Mercury in Virgo in domicile and trying a stationing Uranus. Oh so there gosh. are downloads. The, mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. is Venus is in domicile. Yes. Saturn's in domicile. North node looks to Mercury who is in domicile, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. is, has Uranus who is looking is stationed so strong and looking to Venus as who is in domicile. So this Grand Earth Trine is no joke. It, it says, you know. Grand, grand you know, Air Trine. Yeah. I had my Earth going. Where am I going? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, and it's excited. Gonna I am. Yeah. I am so excited because this is, this is exciting energy, I think. So mm-hmm. we, basically what I'm saying, and to wrap it up here, is that we are ending Leo season with a bang. Like there bang. is, yeah. What you, what you thought you knew at that first full moon you really know by the second full moon. Uh, yes. so let's just say that. So, okay. So Akila, if you had like one word to describe this season to take away, like, and just first thing that pops into your mind, this Leo season. Oh, shit. Or get off the pot. <laughs> oh, I love your Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm a real that Scorpio. makes so much sense. It's it, like shit or get off the pot for me at this point because you're, if you continue down the cycle that you don't really want to be and you're going to be not happy. You're not going to be as happy. You know what? You're not going to vibrate as much as you would like to. So shit or get off the pot. Or you know what? <clears throat> How about this? If you don't like what you're sitting on to shit, get a new one. Can you get your toilet of gold? Get your throne okay, of gold. Okay, yes. Like, <laughs> that's what we- pearls if you have to, just to make yeah. you do what you need to do. Get You know, if uh, if you feel like you also need to zhuzh yourself up, make over things like that, if you need to probably change things to make you feel more encouraged to do different things, you know, that can also help. I think that Leo energy is all about having fun with your look to uh, fashion and and just like making yourself feel good, you know, by dress up and and just being an actor in your own way. So that's what I really think more about this season. To try to find your five year old self again. Yeah, you know, yeah. with your adult self. With your adult self, don't leave that with behind. Your, 
But um, I think tapping in, I think you're absolutely right. Tapping into that is like, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, we're going to, I think we're going to be much more keen on where we belong. And that's why yeah. when you say shit or get off the pot, it's so that, yes, because you know, you know mm-hmm. where you belong, you know where your heart resonates and there's no, there's no reason to like, you know, lack of better words, fuck around. Like, you know, like we're pushing off a first quarter moon in Scorpio that's going to a second full moon in Aquarius. And so, you know, like I love, I love that advice. And I don't even know if I have anything to come off of that really, because it's, uh, you know, it's like, not going to get any more real Yeah, um, because when Saturn goes direct, uh, in middle of October, exactly what we're going through right now, uh, by the end of the year, you'll, we'll see it differently. You will be at a yes. different stage because Saturn will be again at 11 degrees of Aquarius going direct for the last time in the end of, at the end of the year, which we're right now, Saturn is at 11 degrees as we're reporting this retro. So it's already, it's, it's already on its second passage, you know, when it goes to the third and the last time it hits that 11 degree, we're going into the new year. So, you know, if you are a strategist, plan ahead. Yes. That's you right. know, that's yeah. right. All right. Oh, I like that. I'm going to, I'm stealing that. So my advice yeah, is plan, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. plan ahead, yeah. plan ahead, look to, you know, uh, plan ahead, take a leap plan of faith. Ahead. Exactly. Keep, keep the, keep your eye on the prize. Exactly. Unwrap that gift. Exactly. Get or get off the pot. These are <laughs> And you're special and you deserve to love yourself. Yes. First. Yes. Yes. Love yourself first to then be able to give that love to other people, you know, in a healthy way. A lot of us are wounded in this planet because our childhoods were not, uh, we weren't nurtured the way we needed to be, right? I guess we wanted to be. So now that you're an adult, I feel like we can give ourselves that. We can find the people that want to love us the way we need them to. We can... We can birth children that we can love unconditionally. We can have animals and pets and friends and all these things. I uh, I feel that become a part of of us as as we grow uh, to make our our family, you know, or our identity. It's all linked to Leo and Aquarius. So it's really, I think, it's really up to us to choose well, you know, choose well your goal, your future. Uh, and the people that you choose to have around you when you're making those decisions as well is very crucial. Yeah. Mercury is going to help help us with that uh, while it's moving through, through Virgo. So yeah. D- double yeah. full moons will remind you that who you surround exactly. yourself as a reflection of who you are. Exactly. So make sure you surround yourself um, with exactly. the people that you, uh, with the people that resonate with who you see yourself becoming in the future. Yes. And yes. so position yourself, um, with that. And if, if friends need to come and go, if people in your life need to come and go, that's okay. Because, um, those decisions will always open up a possibility for who's coming in next, um, sure. or how a relationship can then change once you choose someone. Cause sometimes you choose mm-hmm. someone again and you choose mm-hmm. that same person, but you choose each other because you're growing in a different mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. and you're at a different point in life. And so it's, you know, you stick with what resonates to you, but bottom mm-hmm. line is we are leaving this Leo season with more certainty than we've had in quite some time, I think. So, all right, Akila. Well, okay. So remind people where they can find you, what you got going on and all that. Okay, perfect. Um, 
Well, if you resonate with uh, this conversation between me and Melissa, you can contact me at akilaastrology at gmail.com. You can go on my website also at akilamoon.com. I have an Instagram, akilamoon. Uh, and you can also find me on YouTube at akilamoon. Uh, just, uh, just put my name in the search engine. I have videos that are out. Um, you can also find me and Melissa's podcast and different right. videos that we've done together. You can just Google my name on, on, uh, you'll find the different things I've done. And I am open to, uh, doing consultations. Um, also, uh, big on tarot, incorporating that with the astrology as well. Melissa knows that we're tarot girls. We are tarot yeah. girls. <laughs> Carol twins. So yeah. So thank you so much, uh, also Melissa, for having me after her wonderful uh, solar return. It's been, it was her birthday recently. Yes, so, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just want to give a great shout out to you too because you're just so amazing. I actually watch. Um, since I've met you, I've watched a lot of your other podcasts with other astrologers and just all these different people that you tried to put into a community. So I just want to thank you for that also for, for giving us a, a microphone, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, it, it make, brings me great joy to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, brings my Leo planets great joy to share the stage and conversation, right? I do have Mars <laughs> and Gemini in the eighth house. I love to collaborate exactly. and talk with uh, other, you know, like minds, because just like you were saying earlier with when you do consultations and you uh, unwrap another piece of yourself because you were talking to someone else, every podcast mm-hmm. I do, I get mm-hmm. that gift too. I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, this yeah. gift at the same time that all the listeners are getting this gift, you know, like it's you. conversation and what can unravel there. And um, just the brilliant thinkers that I know, oh, I, you oh, know, so like, Mars. Love it. You have uh, the true node conjunct about to touch your Mars. It is right. Like, yes, like next week. So basically it's been squaring my Saturn for two months because it's been at 10 degrees. Just so you know, people, the North node has not moved in like 66 in a while. Days. Yeah. So been at uh, 10 degrees for a minute. Yeah, if you have any planets around 10 degrees of mutable signs, you might be in the same boat. I am, Hello. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's moving to nine degrees and Mar- my Mars lit up. Um, okay. but I appreciate the eighth at Aquila. I love the, yeah. that recognition, especially since we're talking about Leo season. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, where you can, you find me, you can find me over at energetic principles.com. Uh, I of course put Akila's information on, uh, my blog there and I'll dredge up some of our old podcast episodes too. Cause we got really good feedback on some of the, the podcasts that we've done before. So I'll oh, really I'll some, great. Yeah. So I'll put some links to some of our, um, cause I know the stuff that we we've done a couple that are like kind of long standing where you can kind of listen to them at any time and they're not like time related. So I'll do that. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, uh, at energetic principles. I'm on Facebook, but all the action happens on Instagram. Let's be honest. Um, I do consultations. So if you would like to book a consultation, you can also do that on my website. Um, and yeah, I think that's all that's going on right now, but that is plenty. That's enough. Uh, so if you like what you heard here today and all of us, you know, uh, all of us, that's when my Gemini is speaking again, the party here, um, all of what we talked about with Leo season, you know, tell a friend, share the podcast, spread the good word. 
Uh, leave a review where you listen to it because it helps to be elevated so that both myself and Akila and all my guests get seen further in the astrology mm-hmm. world. Um, and yeah, so Akila, always a pleasure talking to you. Such a gift to have you as an astro friend. <laughs> Same here. I look forward to the future. I do too. I look forward to the future and what we're going to do also in the future. Everybody to look forward to your future, you know, plan today. (laughs) Plan today. Look at tomorrow. Keep the faith. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you'll be back with me. I know that for sure. For sure. For sure. All right, everyone. Well, you plan that future and you stay in that heart. Uh, We thank you for tuning in with us for this long. And as always, may the stars be with you.